Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we have reached part three of Satan's deadly gospel of bait and switch. As the prophetic word of God continues to spiral toward the midnight hour of eternity's commencement, salvation's message of eternal life in Jesus Christ the Savior alone has never been more critically needed than it is now. And yet, with the church being in its almost full-blown Laodicea condition, the true gospel is rarely heard in the modern pulpits of today. And many who call themselves Christian do not even understand what that declaration really means, primarily because they may have a form of godliness, but they have denied its power. They follow a religion that is completely devoid of any true relationship with the Savior, who suffered and died so that they could have the abundant life that only He can give. The fire and brimstone preachers of yesteryear knew they understood the life-or-death premise that is held in the balance of the narrow and wide way Jesus alerted us to. They understood with fear and trembling the reality of hell and its eternal torment apart from the God of love, which will be the forever destination of every man and woman who leaves this earth without the blood of Jesus having been applied to their account and their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Matthew seven thirteen to 23 the heart-piercing and sobering words of Jesus are recorded. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and few are those who find it. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons? and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Beloved, Roman Catholicism comes quickly to mind as I read those verses. For this Babylonian cult is Satan's most masterful bait-and-switch counterfeit to genuine Christianity. And I declare that without apology, because this false way is leading multitudes to their eternal destruction. 
Throughout their reign, they have boasted of their miracles and exorcisms while prophesying falsely against the unadulterated word of God's truth. They are experts at their deceptions and without the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Many, even those who should know better, succumb to the lie that they are one of us and true brethren in salvation's promise. Even though, among many other blasphemies, their Mary is the real deity of this false way, and the dead works that they demand of their followers are in complete denial of the all-sufficient blood atonement sacrifice that was accomplished by Jesus the Messiah on Calvary's cross. Pagan icons grace their many churches and cathedrals as they hide their Babylonian origins in plain sight. One example is the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Atop this ornate and castle-like structure sits a legion of gargoyles. And their explanation for this, and I quote from their website, These monsters keep demons and evil forces away from the sacred walls that protect the community of churchgoers by scaring them away. They also have a purifying role since they digest unclean water and wastewater and keep it away from the walls. End quote. Beloved, please tell me how you can reconcile this absurdity with the unadulterated word of God's truth. Another example that hits closer to home in Webster Groves, Missouri, not too far from my residence, resides Mary Queen of Peace Church. On top of this elegantly built, temple-like structure stands a larger-than-life golden statue of Roman Catholicism's Mary that can be seen for miles. On display is not Jesus, the Prince of Peace, or a cross symbolizing the blood atonement sacrifice of love that he offered up for sinful mankind, but a statue of the revisited Antichrist demon spirit of Semiramis, Queen of Babylon. The statue has this arm stretched out with welcoming gesture in deadly bait-and-switch invitation. For those who succumb to this welcoming deception and the false and temporary comfort it seductively offers will find themselves held in the eternal embrace of hell's grip. There are many more examples I could give you, but time does not allow me to do so in this segment. In a future message, I will revisit a teaching that reveals Roman Catholicism as the vow imposter to genuine Christianity that it really is, as well as exposing the many other false ways that will be melded into her, information of the Antichrist global religion. But for now, to expound on the liberal Christianity movement that I addressed in our last message, I would like to share a commentary written for Charisma News. For while it seems almost too unbelievable to believe, it highlights just how far the Laodicea Church has fallen and why the Lord Jesus conveyed in Revelation 3.16 that he wanted to spew it out of his mouth. It is entitled, Pied Piper Preachers and the Gospel of No Responsibility. They write, a recent article proclaimed the salacious news that a, in quotes, Christian woman is stripping online and getting rich in the process, because that is what God wants her to do. She claims to have a personal relationship with Jesus, but without the baggage of thousands of years of man-made doctrine. 
And she claims that whenever she asks God about stripping naked online, he always gives her the same answer, which is yes. This is just the latest example of a disturbing trend that has been growing in recent years, a trend in which you can claim to have a relationship with Jesus and speak of your great love for God without that relationship making any tangible impact on your life. Back in 2013, in an article in Ministry Today titled, The Tragic Fruit of a Compromised Gospel, the following was referenced. One, a senior editor of one of the nation's leading Christian publications, who spoke with regret about the long-standing evangelical myth that there should be something different about the Christian. Two, a glamour spokeswoman for conservative Christian values, who explained that, I am a Christian, and I am a model. Models pose for pictures, including lingerie and swimwear photos. And I will add here that these are very sexually seductive photos. Three, a well-known rapper who claimed a conversion to Christianity and stated, I love God, Jesus is my Savior, and I'm still here thuggin'. He has been baptized, attends church regularly, and says, I still love the strip club, and I still smoke and drink. I want to make an album where you could love God and be of God, but still get it poppin' in your life. Things are even worse today, as a superficial or downright false message is proclaimed day and night online, and then spread like a tsunami via social media. It is a message of salvation without any evidence of a man or woman becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus, no longer loving the world or the things in the world which are quickly passing away, and seeking for holiness to have its perfect way in them. For as God is holy, so are we to be holy. The definition for holiness is separation. A born-again child of God is to be separate from the world and its defilements. You cannot serve two masters. Until the Lord calls us home, we must still be physically in the world. And therefore, like Joseph in Egypt, we still have to live and work in worldly environments. However, in our spirit, heart, and mind, we are to remain separate unto God and His Word always looking for opportunity to lead others into the safe haven of salvation in Jesus Christ the Lord. But in Satan's bait-and-switch counterfeit, people are told that because Jesus died for our sins, we can still do whatever we desire, no matter how opposed it is to God's Word and the Holy Spirit's conviction, and do so without any guilt. That is why the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 6.15, Shall we sin because we are now not under law but under grace? May it never be. And those words in the Greek are emphatic and passionate. Jude also warned in chapter 4 of the book named for him about ungodly people who pervert the grace of God and use it as a license for immorality. In many circles today, it is more important for pastors to be hip than to be holy, while church growth seminars emphasize relevance rather than repentance. No wonder we have such a crisis of holiness in the church today, as greed and the love of money sit on the throne of man's heart.
Shortly before he was beheaded by Nero, Paul wrote these solemn words to his spiritual son Timothy. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all patience and instruction. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. Beloved, we are surely in that season right now, as Satan's bait-and-switch gospel spreads like a deadly virus. You can listen to one whole year of sermons from some popular preachers today without hearing a single word of reproof, rebuke, or exhortation, leading to true repentance and the new birth miracle it produces. Beloved, the time is very desperate, and Satan has pulled out all stops. God's grace is truly amazing, and His love far outreaches anything that anyone can offer in this shadow of the valley of death. But remember this, in order to share in the glorious resurrection power of Jesus, a man or woman must first share in His death. The flesh must die so that the Spirit can live. And on that note of divine exchange, we'll pause for today. Please join me next time, and as always, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.